Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Monday, May 21st. This is The Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira, And I'm Jafet Oliveira. Okay, Jafet, let's start with prayer. Yeah. Heavenly Father, it's just good this Monday morning, and I ask the Lord for a blessing on today, a fresh day at work, fresh day of school, fresh day of life. Uh, bless us as we read this scripture and uh, reflect on it. Uh, give us wisdom in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, we're again reading Romans 1, 18 through 32. Today, it's the New Living Translation. Mm. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshipping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, Sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse, they refuse to understand, break their promises, and are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them, too. I just have to point out, I noticed okay. this weird um, tense change in this, that it's initially in the present tense, and then it shifts to the past mm. as if he's talking about something that's not going on currently for mm -hmm. him, but was something that happened at some point in the past. And I was wondering if you knew. Yeah, well, I, think I mean, the whole thing is perplexing, what he's talking about. It, it is. I, I think it's actually, I mean, it's, it's, it's deeply, a, it's a massive shift, it seems like, straight away, because we're reading it as Romans 1, and we're reading it, and we're feeling like the whole chapter 1 should be one particular thought. And we're on this wonderful journey where we're here, Paul's all excited, and he breaks off, he starts yeah, talking about the gospel. he's really upset with everybody, only it feels like it's targeted towards something very specific, only you don't know what it is. Well, like who who's he talking about? Well, I think I think actually people have used this text, and and 
if you read the Daily Walk this week, which I really encourage you to do, go to boulder.church forward slash daily and read what Nathan Brown actually pulls out. And in fact, later on this week, Nathan's going to bring out the, the, the phrase, the clobber text. Oh, and yeah. It, it's, it's very good. And, and I think that's because people use these texts or these particular verses just to, to bring out some particular oh, messages. things that other people mm-hmm. do wrong, yeah. which I think, I mean, of course you can always do that, but it seems to me that if a text isn't speaking to you and something you need to change you don't need to use it against somebody else. But, but where's the fun in that? Well, then? I guess, I yeah, mean, there is no fun. So, <laughs> that's we what we like. That's what we like. Oh, yeah, I know. It's also the recalibrate question. All right, so the recalibrate question for today, and we will have to get into some of these other more complex areas as, as the text gets on this week. But for today, this is what we're looking at. What makes you angry when you observe or experience it in the world around you? What makes you angry when you observe or experience it in the world around you? So many things. I mean, from the very petty to quite profound things. I mean, petty things, people who don't RSVP, (laughs) people who honk at me in traffic for no evident reason. Those are petty things. Um, But profound things, I think the level of injustice that I see kind of institutionally um, is pretty disturbing in the world as a whole, the way that increasingly people are marginalized in ways that just aren't fair, that the bulk of people kind of bear a heavy weight of burden for to make sure that a very few people at the top continue you know, to live pretty soft, sweet lives. I don't think that's fair. It makes me angry. Yeah. Do you think, though, that it could be that it's just the accumulation of all the little things that just build up in everybody's life that eventually builds up into the big picture as well? So, you know, like we think it's just, say, somebody just honked the horn a couple of times. Somebody was telling me yesterday at this... Uh, at this event that I was at where they said that in Boston, apparently, if you arrive at the lights and it turns red and you don't allow three cars to go through when it's red lights, they honk the horn at you because mm. you're supposed to let people go through. At least three cars must skip through the red lights at this point. Right, yeah, but how if that, would you know if that? that? Tension, oh yeah, if that tension of those small things start to, to accrue in your life and build up in your life, and then when it comes to the, the big moral compass issues... You're just so bottled up. You're so angry about so many things that you just don't make good decisions about the big things in life. Well, we talk a lot about how polarized and how angry everyone is Mm. at the moment. I mean, really, that just makes me think on Saturday, the day after the most recent school shooting, which took place in Texas, Mm. you and I were driving in a city near here, and we came across a whole crowd of people protesting in favor of guns who were not only protesting in favor of the Second Amendment, but they were actually carrying what appeared to be assault rifles on the street. And that made me a little angry. I found that hard to understand. Um, and then, But then I think, you know, as difficult as I find things like that in points of view that I don't agree with, difficult to understand, I realize if I were to talk to those people, if they were friends, I have friends who would probably be amongst those people. And I like them as individual people. I don't think they're bad people. I don't think they're trying to do wrong things, but I do think the conclusions they have are wrong. And they would think the same thing about me. And so there is this, we observe things. I guess what I'm trying to say is the question is what makes us angry? I think often the points of view and perspectives of each other make us angry. But then how do we even transcend that in order to have some kind of unity or be positive in terms of what we're doing in the world and not just being angry well and i think this text actually kind of lays this out for us i mean you 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 have paul bringing in verse 16 and 17 that we looked at last week uh, where it's the 
thesis statement for the entire book of Romans, for the entire letter of Romans, where he's saying, I'm not ashamed of this incredible gospel. And the next thing he says, but God, in this translation, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked, wicked things. And also, how does and, God show his anger? I mean, well, yes, where's the evidence yes. of that? And even going back to not, what we talked about the, yesterday. Not in this text yet, although people think that this text actually is God's anger. But he's not doing anything. He's just talking. There's no yeah. evidence that, the, that yeah, God is it, doing anything. People don't interpret this text this way. They they actually say this is God's anger. This is God's wrath. And well, it's, just, uh, it's Paul talking. It is I mean, talking. we talked yesterday about how do you see God in the natural world? How do you see his anger? How do you see his love? How do you see these things? But I would say, I don't know. I mean, you, I'm not sure that you can intuit that much about God from looking at the natural world. You could draw a lot of conclusions, and probably many of them would be incorrect. Yeah, and I reflected a little bit more about, about what it actually is that Paul is asking us to do here. And in truth, when you look at the text, I mean, he's saying, look, it's, it is pretty obvious that there is uh, something you can see about God, but what they do is they they suppress all that they see about good in humanity or about God because they, they do not want their heart or their mind to be able to hear God. Well, I also think the way he approaches this entire text, the use of the word they is interesting. He doesn't say you, you do this, you do that. Mm. you. So he's not even, when we read it, it's as if he's encouraging us to think this about other people and not ourselves. And I, I just think it's an interesting choice in terms of the distance that it places the audience yeah. from the issues. And so I wonder, are we supposed to think of these as being things that apply to us, that we you know, are backstabbers and haters of God and you know, all these other things? Um, even the issues of sexuality, is this encouraging us? to really look for that in other people, which is, as you pointed out, often what people do with these texts, or is it asking us to do something else? I don't know how I'm supposed to respond. Well, and I think that that's why this week is going to be a, an, an important week as we try to unpack this text and, and look at these questions cited. But for today, and reflecting a little bit on what happened uh, just recently with the shootings and stuff, there are times to speak up on different issues, and there are times to allow people to actually heal and to reflect on this. And I, and I feel that you know, we need to allow space and allow and allow people to actually process the pain that they're going through. And I think sometimes we just we miss um, we miss what actually is the real pain that's going on in life. And so that makes me angry when we don't allow people the space to be able to go through what they need to go through. Um, look, you, you've got a lot of friends, a lot of community in your life. Uh, as you try to live love today, and you think about any injustice that's going on in your community, just uh, look out for it and, uh, and try to actually be that voice of calm or that voice of good in somebody's life today. Until then, uh, until tomorrow actually, I encourage you to live love with each other. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.